0: so back and i don't even mean back like back in the studio i mean like back the bills are back
1: back to the winning season we're back we're
0: so part back. two <laughs> so let's go duffalo the odyssey app where you can get your podcast he is ryan duffy hi my name is pat duffy welcome back to the show after a nice bills win oh we're so back
1: we're so back but still some things that got to be worked yeah. on but we're
0: so we're so almost back. Okay, so let's talk about that. Bills get the big 24-18 win. Kind of close. On a Thursday night, but here's the thing. Was it? Was it kind of close? No, it
1: wasn't, but at the end of the day, like that, those were one of those games where like the Bills obviously deserved to win and obviously they won the game. They dominated that entire game. But Came down to the absolute last play and was completely okay. feasible that it could have happened. By the way, now the show's done. Way to go. Oh, thanks. And it, what do you think people didn't watch the game and what? then listen to the show? And be like, I wonder what happened.
0: No, I just love how you like blow past everything. No wonder you're solo low So we got sucked. the Bengals next week, right? <laughs> Which we'll get to later <laughs> in the show. All right. So right off the bat, old Josh is back. Oh, he's so bad. B- b- back. So they spread the defense out. They let him go to work, right? And the Bucks defense did
1: not have an answer. Did you hear the crowd when it had to have been on the first drive, like maybe second down, whatever it was, the first design run that Josh had? Yes. He picked up the first down, yes. all that jazz. You would have thought... It was it was similar to when he came out of the blue tent against the Giants. Like everyone lost their mind. The signs were the amount of signs of the along the lines of
0: "Let Josh run," uh-huh. right? Like I'm not even here to cheer for anybody. I'm here to give advice to the right. offensive of coordinator <laughs> with this poster board that I bought. And I mean, look, Dorsey. To your point, let it be known early that they
1: were playing by those old rules because mm-hmm. within the first
0: three plays you had a design run to Josh
1: yeah Desi- and again designed run that was not a scramble I mean I guess maybe plausible that no it was definitely but, but i feel run. like yeah I feel like you can tell when it's a designed run like he does the kind of fake you know cockback and then you know takes off but. all right so here's the thing by the way it was obvious the bucks didn't think that was going to
0: happen yeah it for sure seems like the bucks thought they were going to play by safe Josh rules yeah which uh foolish for you to do that's what you thats egg on your face but even if you don't plan on running Josh all night it may be necessary on that first drive, early on, to do it just to keep the defense honest. Yeah. Even if you're only going to do it once. Yeah. Let them know that the potential is
1: there all night long. It's a little bit, a little taste, a little, well, mo- a little mousse bouche. Well, no, I mean, what the hell? What mousse bouche? What is mousse bouche? Uh just a bite. It's French. What? It's a culinary term. Stupid Netflix show where you watch. Um, I'm sorry. Like Chef's Table, Top Chef. What is Chef? I don't. You, okay, we'll talk about that another time. No, we're not. I don't want to have that conversation. Wait till you see
0: Padma Lauschwan. I'm not going to watch any of that. Okay, sorry. Sounds right. like it sucks. A little moose bush Just a taste. Shut up. For all that talk about forcing the ball to digs that someone on Let's Go Duffalo wants to have every single week, mm-hmm. after the way it played out on Thursday night, maybe it was the scheme the whole time. Because hmm. Gabe had a career high in receptions. Yep. As does Khalil Shakir. He almost goes for 100.
1: If last week against the Patriots was the Dalton Kincaid game, which actually I think you could argue that this was the Dalton Kincaid game, this past Thursday was the Khalil Shakir game. Yeah, I mean, he had a hell of a day. Uh, Kincaid, as you spoke,
0: has another really nice game and gets his first career touchdown. He looks so happy when he scored that touchdown. He's just a baby.
1: (laughs) He's just a baby boy. Like, like you know you're at the mall and you walk into that horrible like pet shop that's there you know dude doesn't want to be working there but you know what what options does he have and there's just that little cage and there's just like puppies that are like look at me look at me look at me but then there's one that's off in the back that's like kind of just like I'm over here too that's Dalton Kincaid and the lone dog at the pet shop at Marketplace Mall when I was growing up back to back dog for Bill's <laughs> references weeks we had. I mean they they
0: the analogies hold up well. I think. Going back to Diggs. I mean, he had a nice night, nine for
1: 70, but he was the third leading receiver and he was only four, y- five yards, excuse me, like Kincaid. And the telecast reminded us every 35 seconds. <laughs> going right to him, like, you know, watching his face on the, you know, lining up uh, and just waiting for Khalil Shakir or Gabe Davis to get the ball thrown to him.
0: Well, no, but I mean, look, the, the ang- you've had a lot of anger thinking that Josh was forcing the ball to Diggs. Anger is an overstatement, but yeah. No, I mean, feelings. Every, every week you would have something to say about it, like, Ooh, it seems like in that twelve personnel, for those who are unfamiliar,
1: because I know it gets complicated. Twelve mm-hmm. personnel is when they when they're allowed to have an extra person on the shut field. Shut up. Two tight ends. Just wait till you get to twenty two. <laughs> this shouldn't even be fair.
0: Two tight ends on the field is twelve personnel. One tight end on the field with your receivers is called eleven personnel. They could not run two tight end offense because they only had one healthy tight end, and it doesn't look like they use Reggie Gilliam except for in like real tight formations. Yeah, because he can play fullback and tight end at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm. When they're in that eleven one tight end digs isn't the feature. And if I recall that 11 personnel is what they would run almost exclusively back in Brian Dayball days. Yeah. I mean, when they had had Dawson Knox and, and you know, your, your standout wide receivers that were getting the ball.
0: Well, it worked really well because they had a really good possession receiver in Cole Beasley. who was able to be that safety blanket. right? That's what makes that offense work. Whereas Mm -hmm. last year Beasley was gone. I think they thought Shakir was going to be that guy and then came back for a minute. He couldn't do it. Uh, Crowder. Why, what is his first Jameson name? Jamison Crowder. Thank you. I always yeah. want to say
1: Isaiah Crowder, but he plays in the NBA. Right.
0: He was filling that role perfectly the first couple of weeks. And Akeem he got,
1: Olajuwon was on the team. He
0: got hurt in the Dolphins game, so that completely fell apart. So the argument was, well, if you had two tight ends that could catch the ball, mm-hmm. you could run this 12, run and throw, and nobody knows what you're going to do. Well, they tried to do
1: that, and,
0: ah, not so great.
1: Yeah. No, for sure. I think like it's it, whether it is the scheme that's been holding everybody back. And here's the thing. I don't know how often they ran 11 personnel versus personnel versus 22 versus, you know, whatever, like 10. I don't know. Like uh, in the games leading up to this one this season. But if if it is the scheme, it was clear that the Bills felt at the very least felt more comfortable and in control Josh offensively. Did. Yeah. Um, in, in that type of offensive scheme, which not to jump ahead of it, like I would be curious to know how the Dalton, I'm sorry, the Dawson Knox IR move is going to look for the next, I guess, three weeks at this point, minimum, because right. there,
0: I, I do you think that, so put a pin in that and put a we'll, pin in we'll, it, we'll loop back around to it before we oh, go cool. into the next yeah. segment,
1: dancing on the pin of a needle, we'll but,
0: circle back. Okay, great. Was, you know, there's been all this breakdown from all kinds of talking heads the last four weeks with the bills and their offense. Mm-hmm. Was it this, that simple the whole time? Spread them out and be aggressive? I,
1: I don't think that's the only factor. I mean, that's what they did. That was the difference on Thursday night. But I think there's a lot of other factors that go into it. For I example? think like the, so yeah, no, I think that definitely plays a part. Um, but I also think the mentality of the team going in of like, dude, we're better than this. Like, we're better than what would then we've been playing. No, you know? but like you could have had that done after Jacksonville. We're better than this.
0: And then they go out and they play the way they did against Giants. And they could have said, hey, we're better than this. And they yeah. go out and they play the way they did against New England. Like, why would it take three weeks to say, hey, we're better than
1: this? Well, I mean, you can make the argument, too, that under Ken Dorsey's system, when they were playing the... Uh, the commanders and the Raiders and the Dolphins, another good team um, who even over recording this as they're playing the Patriots and it's uh, well, tight, I mean, it should but, be over, but keep going. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that it, it's it can't be as simple as like, oh, our def- our offensive schemes like we're figured out. I think Josh having a little bit more freedom and then adding in design runs like, you know, we've been talking about definitely played a role, but I don't think that's the only thing.
0: Uh, they're going to Patriot Dolphins are going to win. It's 31 17 Patriots have the ball, but there's two minutes left. I, I don't think Mac Jones has two game winning drives in him. All right. He shouldn't have had one game winning drive in him. <laughs> so going back to the entire game Thursday night, mm-hmm. the way it played out as you so eloquently described earlier, mm-hmm. very strange. Because you, Ryan, love to be those guy, that guy who says, you know, we won, but we didn't deserve to win. Yeah. Which is the stupidest
1: statement of all time, but okay. that's a whole other argument. The Giants game, we won, but we did not deserve to win. I love how, like, how do you win if you don't deserve to win? Because you can look at all different kinds of success metrics like time of possession, turnover mm-hmm. battle, first sure, down, sure. um, you know, yardage sure. overall. But there's one that matters and it's a scoreboard. So <gasps> if course. you win,
0: you have deserved to win that game.
1: Okay. Well, I also think you have to factor in the idea that the, the opponent may have lost the game as opposed to you winning the game. Okay, but again, that's a stupid argument because you win. Okay. You want to look at I. So you want to completely put blinders onto the nuance of of individual football games. And and just be like, you won. Which I of course, like you win at the end of the day, at the end of the season. No one's gonna care if like, well, they're actually one win less technically because they played the Giants real close. That's the
0: point I'm that's the point I'm trying to make here. It
1: doesn't matter then, but it matters now. Okay, but to your stupid
0: argument, if you want to play that game, the Bills could not have deserved a win on Thursday night more than they did. I agree. They dominated that game all game long. The offense did whatever they wanted, the defense had the Buccaneers in total shock. They gave up a touchdown drive of 20-something yards, and then they gave up a TD
1: drive of 74 plays. It took 90 minutes. And on that turnover from Josh, like, that's a fluke. Absolutely. I'm sorry. You, like, you want to talk about Josh and his turnover problems? I'll I'll listen to you all day, and, and I would think that you have some valid points. That was a good defensive play. Sure. And a fluke ball popping up in the air that just becomes a complete 50-50. And honestly, more to the advantage of the defense because they're already looking toward the ball. Yeah, no. I mean, every, t- every time the ball goes up in the air,
0: that's a defensive play. Yeah. But, like, even that last drive that the Bucks had, not the field goal or the Hail Mary drive, but the one where they scored the touchdown, like, yes. Yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. On on the one of 19 fourth downs. Well, that's just
0: it. Aided by very two strange fourth down penalties. Like, the uh, Jordan Phyllis penalty, that's a penalty. I don't know why 100%. when his knee is down, you grab him by the face mask. Yeah. I don't understand I thought what you're he was there. still up, but either way, still, like... the play's you're over. You're going down. The play's yeah. over. Yeah. Uh, look, I don't want to be that guy, because I never like to bang on the stripes, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh... Little ticky tack on that Teron Johnson, pass interference on that fourth down there. Hundred percent makeup call for two weeks ago against the Giants. <sighs> By the way, the real reason if you're listening to this show, the Bucks were able to score that touchdown and convert on the two point conversion is solely the man that sits across from me. Me? Mm-hmm. Why? You you were texting me during that game. Yeah, and you combo. made you made two specific comments. Mm-hmm. About two specific players in that game. Did I know? Yes, you did. Okay. Uh let me see if I can find him here.
1: I mean, I'm I'm the kind of guy who's firing off text messages, you yeah. know, for sixty minutes there. So uh, I can't I can't be held accountable for what's said or not said. You made a joke about Mike Evans. Sure. Okay. How he
0: had not been having a good game. Yeah. And five minutes later, he caught that touchdown. Mm-hmm. It bounces off Christian Bedford's head yeah. and his shoulder. Yeah. But because you said what you said.
1: Uh, he caught it. All I said Jinxed was, it. "All I said was, oh, yeah, Mike Evans plays on the Bucks, Yeah, Because Collins- he, was, he was non-existent the entire game. Oh, no, he showed you how existent he was when he caught that uh, touchdown. Okay, like you're an elite player on it, mm-hmm. or you're one of the best uh, skill players on the team, arguably best players take, on the team. You're not going to take blame for that. I mean, I don't even know how many targets, if any, that he got. Oh, like, you got, you got a, uh, I don't know. I, I truly don't I rem- know. That's, I remember that's, one
0: specifically, oh, of course,
1: but that after was, you that's why I I said to myself, uh-huh. like after he got, whether it was a catcher or an incomplete, whatever the case, he was targeted and they said Mike Evans. And I was like, oh yeah, like Mike Evans. So yeah. And then it happened. Fluke plays. Fluke plays. I even said to you
0: after you said it, way to go. You jinx F word. Okay. And he catches the touchdown. Sure. And you made one other comment. What's that? About that tight end who dropped a ball and hit him right in the hands and would have had a first down. Okay, Dotton. Uh, or t- no, the, yeah, no, no, that no. That tight end caught the two-point conversion. Did he? Yes. Oh, I he thought Kay did. I do Whoever it was that you made fun of caught the two point conversion. Oh yeah. No, I don't. Uh. You made two specific comments about two specific players. One caught the touchdown. One caught the two point conversion. I, how is that not I'm gonna, your
1: fault? I'm going to challenge you on that second one. I'm
0: telling you, I know for a fact.
1: All right, we'll look it up. But how I recall it was there was you know whoever what Al Michaels mentioned something of like okay this uh, this tight end called up from uh, the practice squad you know first time he's getting game action all year blah 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 immediately target him and hits him in the hands and he drops the ball and then he caught the two point conversion right and I you know I, I called him out on it in Way our personal go. text message but I'm, I'm I'm sorry I don't want to harp on this but I'm pretty sure he did not catch the two doesn't point matter. conversion look we'll move forward doesn't matter that I'm right but it, when you're right it's a whole segment it felt like the Bills <laughs> were in control
0: the entire time and I think McDermott even going conservative in the fourth quarter was the right move I agree right Yeah. and they really, weren't really all that conservative because they threw twice on that drive to try and kill the clock that last time they had possession. Yeah. And you held them to a 55-yard Hail Mary situation. Any other team in the NFL would have been completely fine with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like Bills fans are so upset. We've been through so many House of Horrors endings. Yeah. It might affect us a bit more.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I again, I don't want to pick apart the, the decision-making. I guess, like, if I recall that last drive ended up, or the last Bills drive, rather, it was like fourth and two. I understand, like you're kind of close to midfield, like you're in that no man's land. Punt. But like, I don't know. I punt. you want to go for it? I, I, oh, let me put it this way: if Josh wasn't visibly injured, I think they may have tried to no go chance. for it. That is a suicide.
0: So they had two fourth and two two fourth and shorts. They could have gone for it midfield. Mm-hmm. It was the one before the drive where they scored the touchdown. Yeah, and then it was the one where both of them punt. Do not give them a short field. If you do not pick this up, because they. They didn't convert on that fourth and goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And
1: for some reason, they don't want to do that tush-push thing with Josh, mm-hmm. uh, when it matters at least. Well, I mean, honestly, like, what is going to get more pressure on your body than your shoulder I in that? Th- well, in that, that
0: I think they're afraid after what happened with Brock Purdy. I think you're going to see teams moving off of that. Wait, did Brock Purdy get injured because of that play? He t- The concussion that he took was on a push. Now, they didn't realize it at the time, but oh. they went back. I mean, if you, you see it, he clearly goes head first into a helmet flying in from one of the defenders two weeks ago. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Didn't realize that. But no, man. Like, look, your defense has been playing out of their mind. Mm -hmm. Your punter is having the game of his life. Dude.
1: Sam Martin. Saran Neal owes Sam Martin, like a dinner or something. That last one where he was like, like "How I love how L Michaels was like, oh, he got it inside the five. Oh, then he got inside the three. What are they going to pin him at the one? And then Saran Neal, it literally hits him in the hand. He could have pinned him down in, at the inch line. In
0: Saran Neal's defense, he's sprinting as hard as he can. He's in midair. Oh, I mean, like, bro, gosh. that's some like Cirque du Soleil stuff right there. Oh,
1: man. It just like how, oh, man. And it goes to the 25, right? now. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean,
0: that's a huge, no, you're right. That's a huge it, sp- Especially on a final drive there. Right. (sighs) Terrible. Oh, God, terrible. But look, I'm really impressed with the defense. Totally. And I know we're going to find out for sure Sunday night in Cincy, but it feels like, at least based on that game Thursday night, McDermott may now be getting a feel for what's possible with the guys that he has Mm -hmm. healthy. I mean, granted, the Bucs are not world beaters, but they were not able to do a single thing they wanted to offensively. And even in that drive where they scored the touchdown. Mm Mm-hmm. It was getting a fourth down, and you needed penalties to get first down.
1: Yeah, they needed to get bailed out. I I agree. I think that he does. I think that they're feeling themselves as far as like the personnel that they have, and that's not to say like if they don't add somebody at the trade deadline. Well, too. okay, so let's talk about that because
0: there's one one defensive thing that was just glaring even before the game started. Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about the Kyrie Elam situation? Bills first round corner from last season. Sure. So the Bills actually signed- no. <laughs> The Bills signed 147 year old Josh Norman last week. <laughs>
1: they signed him to the practice he squad. He just landed from Tennessee after uh, after that stiff arm three years ago. Yeah,
0: not great. So for those who are unaware, uh, Josh Norman was a leader in Sean McDermott's defense in Carolina, mm-hmm. captain, but, if I recall. Yeah, but that was like eight ten years ago.
1: Yeah, pushing
0: it, and. Josh Norman played three years ago in Buffalo, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and that
1: didn't go great. I mean, he wasn't terrible. No. Right? He played well for his age and what you, you expected. Had a good peanut punch on one that, uh, you know, kept the, the game, bills in the game. But you would think that
0: when you have a first-round pick that you took last year, that you wouldn't sign Josh Norman. And even when they signed him, the thought from some talking heads was, because there's no way they're going to dress Josh Norman. Of course. You're signing Josh Norman to be on the field with Kyrie Elam in practice to teach him how to do things. Right. You're signing a, a mentor. Exactly. Like yeah. Sean McDermott has done this before. He brought in, you brought up Peanut Punch, Peanut Tillman, to teach the Bills how to do that Peanut Punch. He had Dan Morgan as former linebacker in training camp a couple of years.
1: Kyrie Elam is Daniel Rowan Gardner and Josh Norman is Chet Stedman. At
0: least that was that was the idea until Thursday night the inactives come out and they dressed Josh Norman who has been here a week Mm -hmm. and is 147 years old over last year's first round pick corner.
1: I just like obviously Heinz like it all makes sense now but you want to give me garbage about my solo show. I remember very specifically and felt self-conscious about it after the fact of Mm -hmm. like there's no way they're going to dress Josh Norman. But I remember saying if Josh Norman dresses over kair elam mm-hmm. that's all you need to know about kair elam situation now it's blatantly obvious sure. unfortunately but called it unfortunately nobody heard that because after 30 seconds they'll turn that show. about off. a statistically about 50 percent of our listener base did not hear that i can go back and look i bet you it's way higher because it shows where everyone starts to drop off oh, did yeah. you know that no i didn't okay well we'll look after okay this. thank yeah, you so yeah, much yeah, appreciate cool. it i love how supportive you are of my new endeavors here what are you talking about? We're doing it together. Taking up the mantle while you're tra- jet-setting all over the world, trying to fend off autographs from from jerks who sit across from you at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And here I am on my back porch after I put my kids down. Wow. And I'm like, you know, insulted them right to their face. <laughs> and I said, I've got to do my show. Going back to
0: Kyrie. Lim, yeah. You do not get a more brutal indictment. Then Josh Norman, who we signed last week, is dressing over you,
1: and then he shows out on, well, on okay, special hold teams. On, he dude, show come on, out. He, uh, Dude, he had two back-to-back good open-field tackles okay. on special teams. Right, he had two special teams tackles. Dude, did you see? He looks so excited. Well, yeah, he's back in the league. Again. He's got. Oh, of course! Like he's got to be so juiced up, bro. It's you like your uh, your like alumni game from your high school that they're like <laughs> ten years after you graduate. They're like, "Hey, we're all gonna get together and we're gonna practice at Basil Morella Park or whatever the case." I mean, oh, my gosh. And he, everyone, everyone's everyone got to work tomorrow. He only played three games last season at the end of the season yeah. when it was like super injury situation with Carolina too, right? Uh, Yeah, I believe it was Carolina. Yeah, because he was a Bills, San Fran, Carolina, only played a couple, and then he's been on the street.
0: And he's dressed in week eight.
1: Yeah. With the
0: Bills. Yeah. All right. The trade deadline as we tape this. We're taping it Sunday because, Sunday. you know. Because okay. we got off today. <laughs> the trade deadline is Thursday. Mm-hmm. Bills fans want. Is it
1: Thursday? I thought it was Halloween, thirty
0: first. No, I thought it was Thursday. Look it up real quick. Okay. I thought it was Thursday. I mean, it could be Tuesday. That would make sense. Well, whatever day it is, Bills fans want Kyir Kyir Elam gone. Ryan, do you want him moved at the trade deadline?
1: I don't see a world where Kyir Elam In a world. is on <laughs> is on the Buffalo Bills roster. Why? On? Oh, come next week. What? Oh, I, I, dude come on like what what value does kyer elam give you right now and he actually i'm gonna i'm gonna walk that back a little bit because no because i think that like if the thinking was you were right it's tuesday thank you if if the thinking is okay we have uh, a, a need on special teams and Josh Norman can play those two roles. Kyrie Elam did play some teams last week, but I guess clearly didn't show out. Well, I don't think they got, I don't, they're not doing this for special teams. They're doing this in
0: case somebody goes down in the backfield, defensive backfield.
1: But that's that's my only saving grace of like, if they're looking at it, you know, uh, X's and O's and like, okay, we need this level of, of uh, depth and people that can play multiple roles to save a roster spot for some other position to be elevated, whether it's defensive tackle or, or uh, anywhere else. Mm-hmm tight end for that matter the I could understand the the thinking there but Sean McDermott was asked specifically in the post game about that mm-hmm. and he did not mention anything as far as like that's why we needed to do it and he's usually pretty no explicit. he said oh, no he was asked
0: why the play. he was it was a vague question with a vague answer he was asked why they went with the players they went with tonight and he said those guys gave us the best chance to win I'm paraphrasing, but that's what was said.
1: Okay. Well, I think it was in, with respect to Kyrie. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, I mean, does that not say everything right there? And and for that matter too, like, okay, like, let's just say the bills consider Kyrie. I mean, if you can look at the insinuation all you want, I think that's, it's pretty clear, but let's just say the bills think of Kyrie as a, as a bust. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Um, you move on, you do, you know, sunk cost fallacy move on now. While you know, while you still can the, do you not think that the rest of the NFL sees what's going on here? The value is if anyone even asks asks about him. And that's why you don't trade him on Tuesday. Why? He's a first round pick from last year. And if I'm not mistaken, they traded up to go get him. I don't recall. Could you Google that real quick? Hey, what am I? Go- Did the bills trade? Up- I guess I could do that. All right. Hang on. You're kidding me right now. I don't know. I just got to be a good prompt engineer. Did the... Okay, don't say it out Bills loud while we're doing a show because I can talk while you're Googling it. That's how you do a radio show. In the draft. Okay, so... To... He was a first... round. Ra- Will you shut up? Will you shut up? Elam in the first round of the... Okay. twenty twenty. He's a first round pick last year. Bills moved up two spots. Okay, so
0: shut up! You- <laughs> From 25 to 23. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you have two <laughs> picks, including a first round pick, invested <laughs> in, in Kyrie. Sure. He's only dressed for three of seven games this year. Yeah. And it took your top corner going down for the season for him to get dressed at all. And even after that happened, he's at street close Thursday night. Unless you get a third-round pick for Kyrie Mm Elam, which does not seem likely based on what you just said, you should hold on to him. I mean... You control his rights for the next two seasons. I know you're not going to fifth-year option him unless something crazy happens. Mm -hmm. What good does a fifth-round pick do you for Kyrie Elam? I mean... Even a four. What What good does that do for you?
1: I mean, the Bills have hit on later. I would say I was going to say maybe they're more successful in the later rounds than they are in the earlier well, rounds. no, but wait, 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 wait.
0: You're going to roll the dice trading away a first round pick for a four because at first and an extra because the Bills have been pretty good with Matt Milano every couple of years.
1: Okay, well, here's the thing. I, I guess I agree with you in the sense of, yeah, if you're, if you're talking just draft capital, yeah, the price has to be right. But if you're talking a player swap with some draft capital there, I think that is the more enticing conversation. Who is that? I I, I don't I'll, like. I mean, everyone says Patrick Sertan. Like yeah, that's not going to happen. I would be truly surprised. I, forget about the cost of of a team trading for Pat Sertan. I can't imagine Isn't the. It bro- Sertan? It, it's spelled Sertan, but I've, I, I Who cares? Miss Patrick. Is has, it pronounced <laughs> Sertane? Yeah. How do? You, whatever. Um, I think it would be a foolish move of the Broncos. I don't care how bad they are to uh to move on from him as a cornerstone of their defense going forward. Yeah, so, I, I yeah. don't. I, yeah, okay. And it, it ain't gonna happen anyway. Right. And, like, then, and then there's also, like, you know, linebacker. Like, Brian Burns can play linebacker and all that in Carolina. Like, people have mentioned that. But I've also heard that uh, that Carolina doesn't want to get rid of him. And then, obviously, there's the Derrick Henry thing, which I think the last yeah, thing we need is another one. Yeah, well, and then, and then the Titans aren't even going to train him. Like, they already said they weren't going to
0: trade him. So. Well, they say that, but who the hell knows. But the point uh, I'm sure. making is, look, you're, you're looking at a pick. I don't think there's a player swap coming back for Kyrie. Like, yeah. Right? Okay. And you're not losing anything keeping him on the roster. You're used, losing a game-day dress spot. I mm-hmm. know those are important to Sean McDermott. They're not more important than a first round pick. For from last season yeah right like and here's the thing he could be forced back into the roster at some point could be
1: right like what else you got I mean yeah it's it, it if you um, value was it Jamarcus Ingram over yeah, practice squad guys. yeah and then there's another guy uh, there as well over Kyrie Elam, like you do have some depth there it all comes down to is Kyrie Elam a liability so it's it and it's to me I don't think it's as much of a okay, like he's not good at his job because clearly he's an NFL player. Well, is he? Because oh. he's not playing. <laughs> he's on an NFL roster it, right, gonna, right well, now. Like kind of. Um, but then also, th- I think like his bread and butter over the last two seasons is uh, penalty liability. So like if you do have to play him. Actually, no, that's a kind of a fallacy. I went back and looked at stuff. He has a lower penalty
0: percentage than the other starters, Dane Jackson, Christian Benford, and Tredavis White. A lower, it's a,
1: like per rep, per rep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. All right. Fine. Fair
0: enough. I mean, look, he gets burned sometimes. I
1: mean, the penalties stand out every time because you, everyone just gets mad at Kaiululum, right? I wonder Chris, if it's situational though. Like, if like, don't get me wrong. Like, I understand your point of like, you're just talking like volume per, uh, you know, or penalties per rep. You know, that's what it is. Right, but also too. But I think there's circumstances there if it's a third down, it's if average. it's a first. Okay. Fine. 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 Right. Fine.
0: I'm just saying there's nuance. But the point I'm making is, look, it's it's also it seems that this system is not good for what Kaiululum does.
1: Yeah, no, I, I we're in we're on
0: the same page. Okay, there. but with that, like again, look, I'm normally with you where don't chase good money with bad money mm-hmm. or vice versa or whatever. But I I don't see what the point of moving him for a 5th round, 6th round pick is. If you yep. can get a 3, go do it. Anything lower than that, don't. Sit on him. Maybe he looks better in the off season that he does at a trade deadline. Maybe. Because you still control him for two years. Yeah. I, hey, and, trust me. The, and in the off season, you actually have a chance of getting a player back, whereas now teams are so entrenched in their systems and the guys that they have depth-wise mm-hmm. and other roles that they play on special teams that I don't think you're going to get the value.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I I don't disagree with your point. I think, like, it all comes down to if if there is a good player fit for a swap, then I think it makes sense. But if there's not, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. All right, so that being said, uh, despite, as we said, the Bills dominating that game on Thursday night, comes down to the last
0: play, and you hated it. You hated it. Stress. Which is strange, because I would think the older you get, the more you realize what treasures games like Thursday night can be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love it in hindsight. In the moment, I can't stand it. Okay. And that's what we're going to get into here, because everyone says they want a blowout, but when you get that blowout, you sure you wanted that blowout? Mm -hmm. We'll get into it next. Let's go Duffalo the Odyssey app. we to get your podcast. I assume everyone appreciated games like Thursday Night more as we got older. Yeah. Right? Because when you're young, you just want your team to win. You don't care how it happens. But as you get older, you start to understand what football actually means.
1: Okay. And as you get older, too your uh vital organs started to de- just deteriorate over time so maybe let's not overly stress them when not necessary. So let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app where we you get your podcast. He's Ryan Duffy. Hey. My name's Pat Duffy. Okay, so we're taping this on
0: Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, after we w- we watching the Sabers game big win. Shout out for shout out Ooh. for Ukappa in UPO which was great. Uh and we watched the first round of games because we were hoping the Patriots would be able to keep pace with the Dolphins. Mhm. Um what is happening live right now as you listen to this show, well, live as we're doing it, yeah, is I am furious about a bet that is not even coming
1: close to hitting with one of the
0: stupidest games I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. So if you want to catch everybody up real quick,
1: um, as we tape this right now. Yeah. Uh, Jets are tied with the Giants 10-10. to 10. Uh, It is now first and 10 from the New York Giants 15. They are well in the red zone, and a field goal is going to win this puppy. And it's overtime and it's overtime. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I, th- I thought I mentioned that. Um so yeah, six minutes left in overtime. All things look as if the Jets are going to take this one 13-10. Okay, so here's what's infuriating. Uh the over under on this game was 33 and a half points.
0: <laughs> an NFL game had an over under of 33 and a half points. Mm-hmm. And I know that the joke is these teams can't score and their defense. I I figured being the degenerate gambler that I was. Sure. There was no way with two teams both playing in their home stadium
1: at the same time, they were going to have a game with under thirty-three points. You got—I mean, maybe we've talked about this before, but like they both are able to use their game, their home game day locker rooms in MetLife Stadium. Oh, right? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't. know. I, how could you not? That's got to well, be so thing. They might only have one that they switch out every game. You think so? I, I have
0: no idea. It's a good question, but they're in overtime, and there's like four minutes left in overtime. And they're going to come up minimum five points short, most likely seven points. No, 10 points short of an 33, 33 yeah. points total. Yeah. 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 How is that
1: feasible in the NFL? Um, I just love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it because I think to, like, just because it's you, I think to myself, like, that's what you get. That's what you get. That's what you get, what you
0: get when you mess with the orphans. <laughs> My daughter at a hockey game this morning, and after the game's over, I'm just looking through my FanDuel app. And I go, 33, there's no way. The two NFL teams, oops, okay.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, it's first and 10 uh, on the Giants 15. Uh, Giants just iced the, uh, the Jets. <laughs> so. All right, let's get back to what we're doing here, uh-huh. because
0: uh, the reason that the Bucs gets over, yeah, Jets win 13, thirteen ten. 10 Way to go, Jets. <laughs> the reason the Bucs game felt so weird on Thursday night, yeah. it was a close win that had the makings of a blowout. Yeah, and there's a point in the game where it shifts, right? The Bills are up twenty-four to ten. They're driving in the third quarter. A touchdown on that drive means the boat race is on. Mm-hmm. Yet, as we all know, we end up with that last play heave ho by Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Although it's not what you want,
1: those games are better, right? Well, I mean, the outcome that happened is better. Okay, no, I'm end. not. Forget the outcome. Forget the outcome. Okay, not knowing what's going to happen,
0: that last play is better. Than a Bills boat race, right? I dis—I completely disagree with you. Okay, so you're telling me that when the Bills play, you prefer blowouts to close games? Uh,
1: yeah, okay. and who doesn't? I think I don't anymore. Okay, well, you are very clearly in the minority as far as I'm concerned. Well, but see here, I don't know, because look, I, okay, maybe you're right. Maybe
0: most people who watch the Bills want to see a blowout, but the games that you remember as a Bills fan mm-hmm. are the close games. Name me a famous Bills blowout.
1: Uh, the not AFC, in the playoffs. AFC Championship game against the Raiders, fifty-one to three. Yep. Uh, and then what's the next one? Uh, you know, uh, Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. Okay. Great. Wildcard not round. in the
0: playoffs. Those games live on forever because of the stakes of the game. Period.
1: Okay. Well, for me, I think to myself, like granted recency bias, but I think of Week One against the Rams last week last okay. year. Week yeah, two again, against the Titans. Yeah, but again, that was that's a prime time game in the Titans game. Okay, so what are your stipulations? Like, when's the last blowout game that's not in prime time? Not no, in the I'm playoffs. So okay, let me back that up. Not again. in December. Not in October. Again. Shut up.
0: We were so nervous for that Rams game because the Bills were in uncharted territory. We mm-hmm. couldn't believe it was happening. Yep. And the Titans game, fine. What was the score of the Titans game? Uh like
1: forty. Exactly. Like, you don't know. I don't recall. And yeah. you can't make me a single play that happened after halftime. No. No. I mean, th- fair enough. You know, like I remember obviously the the Hale Murray way more than I remember any play well, that from that Titans pain, game. Though. Well, but 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 still, it's a tight game. Like to your point, like those are more memorable, you know? Uh, I remember EJ Manuel's scoring drive against the Carolina Panthers. Exactly. I remember Jeff Tools' pick six on the two yard line <laughs> well, against before, the Kansas City Chiefs. That was
0: before halftime. So, it was really
1: cool. <laughs> so, but my point is that, like, I, I recall those moments a lot more. Whether or not that, regardless of the Bills, if it's in their favor or not, you know. Um, but in the moment, I just love the, the relaxation of being able to watch the Bills just blow out whoever they're playing. But here's the thing. Now, like that game that happened Thursday night, that last play to win the game, the Hail Mary, right? Mm-hmm. Where if the
0: argument's being made, you know, if Goodwin would have looked up, he would have caught the ball. If all of them would have looked up, yeah, they would have caught the ball. Like, yeah, I- if,
1: if any Buffalo Bill defender turned around, they could have picked it off of the end zone. Thank you. It is weird that nobody touched that ball before. I've never seen that before. Dude, I, like honestly, like Baker Mayfield threaded the needle from fifty miles away, <laughs> you know, in, in a in like a human circle. Like bong. You know, as we have this discussion about blowouts versus close games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Aren't sports supposed to make us feel alive? That's why we watch the games. That's why we play the games. That's why we bet on the games. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, what's the point of
0: watching your team if you're not standing up? If you're not praying to whatever God is watching over you. Or, or abandoning you in that moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if your heart's not racing and your blood isn't pumping, if it's just a game you want to see, why have a team at all?
1: Oh, wow. I mean, honestly, you know, it's really uh, it's a really deep question that you're asking there. Yeah. I'm going to have to think about that one a little bit. Okay, go ahead. Why Why would I even watch the games if I'm not emotionally invested in the tightness of them? I don't know, maybe because I love seeing my team win with okay. zero uh, you know, zero challenge whatsoever and just rubbing their faces in the dirt, continuing to push them down. It's like, try to get up. Get up. I won't push you this time. Push. Okay. I disagree with you. Oh, okay. Look, the older I get, I think the more I want every game
0: to be a close game. Okay. All right. Right? Like, I don't want there to be a touchdown in the game that doesn't mean anything. And I don't want a moment in the game where the Bills do something good where I don't get out of my chair and I'm wooing around the room. Because those Raiders, Commanders, and Dolphins games, as fun as they were, at the end of the game, we were watching a couple of them together. Mm-hmm. We were
1: just making jokes. We were sitting in the chair, little high five, like they scored a touchdown. When AJ Epinesa picked off Sam Howell and took it to the house, I turned to you and said, this is the best day of my life. And that was that was still a two possession game at that point. That's where that's where the boat race started. I, I against the commanders. Yes. Okay. All right. I, I I get, I don't disagree with your point as far as the, them being memorable, but I'll take the, I mean, maybe this is actually more telling about me. As far as like not wanting a, <laughs> such a challenge, but like everyday life is a challenge and going out and doing what it is you want to do and accomplish what you want to accomplish. Like if I, in my recreation, I want to see the thing that I want to happen with little, <laughs> little adversity. Okay. But I'll make the same argument that you just made back
0: to you. Everyday life is not as exciting. You get up, you go to work, you eat your food, you come home, you go
1: to bed, you do it again. Well, is that that's exciting? That's your, that is your life. That's not yours. I mean there's there's nuance there where th- you're spending time with people that you know you're you're building relationships I you're understand. making memories I
0: understand but most every day unless something extraordinary happens with your kids the kids go off to school you go off to work they get off the bus you ask them about their
1: day they go well, I mean, this thing happened your kid goes off to practice you come home you talk to your spouse for a little while you go to bed I threw a wet paper towel from the one side of my kitchen and absolutely swooshed it into the garbage can. you camp. made my point
0: for me so what i and, getting-
1: and it you f- I felt it come off the fingers like just you know off of like the the middle and index uh-huh you know when they like zoom in on the three sure and just absolutely in the air saw it going i was like that's good yeah bank you're proving my point to everybody listening nobody to else saw show. it just me okay
0: boom swish every day is the same for most people so why would i want uh half a football that's just mundane
1: but every day's a gift that's why they call it the present sure shut up go home
0: look i mean kyle allen's in there right like Sean McDermott's having a meeting with his accountant in the headset. It doesn't matter. No, none of it matters. I get three hours of Bills football a week, I'm and gonna, I want yep, every
1: I'm, second to count. I'm going to have to check. Uh, I'm going to have to get back to you on my philanthropic uh, you know, donations this year. What's the write-off minimum? 500? Okay. Yeah, it's definitely over 500, but I will, uh, yeah, I'll have to get to the, the actual number. Not
0: to mention, when you blow the doors off a team, you get that cross-section of Bills fans that say you played a team that... Well, they couldn't even hang with you when it doesn't matter. A cross-section of fans from other teams, too. Oh, you know, get, you, you blew the commanders out. Or you blew out the Dolphins. Ah, it just wasn't their day. Ah, blah, blah. Play fill-in-the-blank. You're going to you're gonna have those apologists anywhere you go. Disagree, because no matter who you beat down to the wire, good team, bad team, it shows guts. It shows
1: moxie. Yeah, moxie. A it little shows, bit of gusto. It
0: shows the ability to go out and win a close
1: game no matter what the circumstances a big are. bag of knuckles on the goal line. Look, don't get me wrong. Third down, a cloud of
0: dust. I don't want the Bills winning down to the last play every single week. Because like Mm -hmm. you said, we're getting older here. Sure. You had a 120 beats per minute heart rate the other day. I'm still coming down. And we've also talked in the past about how teams that win only close games are Paper Tigers, for example. Thank you. But at the same time, if like some genie comes down. Sure.
1: And they go, listen, for the rest of your life. Listen, listen, listen. Get me out of this (laughs) box. For God's sake, get me out of here. I know you can't. I know I can't make people fall in love. I can't bring people back from the dead. Are we doing Aladdin rules? You can't rules now? wish for more wishes. Okay. But you can totally wish me out of this bottle. And if you don't want to just hang and talk. Will you shut up about the genie?
0: You're you're missing the point of the thought exercise here. <laughs> Look, genie comes out and goes, listen, for the rest of your life, you can have only blowout games the Bills plan or only close games the Bills plan. We don't know what the outcome's going to be. But whoever wins, it's either going to be a
1: blowout for the rest of your life or a close game. I would take close game. I, okay, for the rest of my life. Yes. Okay, sure. You need there to be some drama there. But are you? But if the question, the thought exercise, as you so eloquently put it. Thank you. Is to. Oh, here's I like the pills to wear every game. <laughs> I want a 12-foot. <laughs> you got that? No, Sandwich I, from I, Subway. I, I almost had to change it to explicit podcast this week on a little thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, like I, of course, like after a while, if that, well, I would actually ask Patriots fans this. But yeah, no, if, if you win the Super Bowl every single year, like, what's the point of watching the game? That's my point. I'm with you there.
0: And like, they kind of had that feeling too with the first three weeks or the middle three after opening night.
1: Okay. If for nine seasons, 10 seasons, 20 seasons in a row, they don't lose a game. Yeah. After a while, the interest in the game and the team is going to wane a little bit. No, but I don't even mean that. Look, but, but, but if you're asking me, do I prefer a tight game versus a blowout game <sighs> at one eighteenth, one seventeenth of a season? You're a coward. Okay, sure. You're fine. I'm fine. Dude, say whatever you want. I don't care. Not scared of you. We'll fight the fight. No, you won't, because you're a coward. I'll watch the fight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I'll I'll st- stream illegally the fight. It can't comes down to this. It comes down to this. If you were to give, I just want my brain to turn off and my passion to kick in, because in those tight games, hmm. my brain is off and the passion has taken over my body. And as the Bills start to pull away, now I'm not watching the game so much as a Bills fan, but an impartial football observer as I would watch any other football game. Fair. And I don't like that. I want to feel something. Okay.
1: Well, I mean, I th- maybe pick up a hobby, but also... You mean like a podcast that we do once a week? Sure, that's one. Sure. Um, I I do a- a- agree with you that when, when there is a tight game there, like I get tunnel vision you know, ears turn off, I'm completely dialed in, and I, I'm i going off of instinct at that point, you know? Yeah. And those are fun. They're, they are fun. It's heartbreaking when you're not on the, uh, on the end, but, yes. like, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Emotions are what sets us apart from the animals, Patrick.
0: And I guess as I get older, the more I'm realizing, look, man, like, these players, they have families. Sure. They have children. This is their job. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I, I used to be of that mentality of, like, well, why don't you go out and play harder? I now look at these guys. I don't think anybody is not playing as hard as they can. Okay. Sometimes the other guy's just better. Sometimes sure. you make a mistake, like we all do at our jobs, yeah. right? So, like, the older I get, I can appreciate the effort that they all put in despite the fact that the game didn't work out. Like, we just had that talk about Kyrie I don't think Kyrie Elam is not working as hard as he can every day. Mm-hmm. Just maybe he's not an NFL player and it sucks for him, but that's okay. Sure. The point I'm getting at is, like, let's go back to uh, the Chiefs playoff game two years ago. Okay. Yeah. That was the greatest game in NFL history. Totally. Hands down. And I expected myself to have a more negative reaction when the game is over. But all I could do, despite the fact that the Bills lost that game, was sit there on the couch and go, that was amazing. Yeah. I wasn't mad. I mean, I was a little bit disappointed. Sure. Sure. But that was amazing. I I agree. I agree with you And they just dumped everything they had out on that field. And for that night, whatever reason, it didn't work out. And I, I guess I feel that way with every close game now. Like that game against the Patriots, that game sucked. It was not fun to sit through and watch. Yeah. But it was a hell of an exciting ending when the Bills score 15 points in four minutes. And the defense
1: doesn't have the horses to get it done. Right? I understand that. It sucked. But that was pretty amazing. It was. I, I, and I felt things. I'm. I. I get your point, and I understand, and I completely agree with you. I felt the exact same way. I remember sitting on my floor, like in the corner, like not on any type of furniture, <laughs> because because I had literally just thought I I had to shift my mindset th- like four times of like oh man like too much time for Patrick Mahomes you know what are you, you going to do about the Chiefs game. She, yeah sorry um thinking oh way too much time what was it two or two minutes yeah. one fifty three whatever it was yeah. Oh man, way too much time. They go down. Of course, they're going to score Tyree kill over the top. See you later. Josh comes and was like, all right, you know, good run. You can't get past the chiefs again, but you know, what are you going to do next year? We're next year's our year. And then they score with 13 seconds left. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to the AFC championship. I'm going to, I'm going to call Pat right now. And I'm going to be like that other tickets mine. It's nobody else's, and we're gonna go play the Bengals in Buffalo for an AFC championship game, which at the time, to me, right Everybody then and there super, was like yeah. we're, going we're going to, going to super, freaking Bowl. super Bowl. <laughs> Let's go! Super Bowl in Los Angeles or wherever it was that year. Who knows? So yeah, no, I'm with you. And after that game, regardless of the obviously it was a bad ending, but I felt like fulfilled and just nothing but but absolute happy and and admiration for for the team. But not every game, excuse me, not every tight game is like that. I get it. And if you want to talk about the Patriots game from a couple weeks ago, like they they there were individual moments that you can look back and be like, it's not as if they were the, the Bills were like leaving it all out on the field. Like there was missed execution. No, there was I understand. Missed assignment. I understand, but it's not like they just quit. Sometimes it's just not your day. Sometimes it's
0: not working out for you. Sometimes the scheme, like you know, things don't connect, and the communication isn't there. Okay. Look, I put it this way. How great did those Giants and Bucks wins feel after that last play where everything worked out? I mean, after the fact, of, I felt amazing. The roller coaster of emotions in a matter of seconds. Short of drugs, where else do you get that kind of rush? Drugs. Give me being twelve years old again, thinking that no matter how bad things are, you the did Bills. Drugs? When you were
1: twelve, have a chance? Yeah, you remember the house we grew up in. That's true. Had to, had to. <laughs> you got to make money. I want to be twelve years old, moving rocks on Marita Road again.
0: That no matter how bad things are, the Bills have a chance until they blow that final whistle. Where I was too stupid to know. Well, yeah, the Bills are down 30 with three minutes left. Boy, if they score, onside kick, score, onside kick, score, onside kick. I
1: do miss those days of like think, like think doing like math in sevens, so like my seven multiplication tables. Yeah. Of like, okay, so they're at 49 and we're at 21. So let me think here. Yeah. No, I, I do miss that. Every close game still has that feeling for me. <laughs> so why can't
0: I have that? I want it every week. Right, every single week.
1: Way to go, Rene Descartes. This was quite the segment. Anywho, I don't even know what that means. I think, therefore, I am. Okay. Shut up. It's a philosopher. I know it's spelled Descartes. You took French. You failed French. You said Rene. I assumed it was like some
0: chef you were talking about at your <laughs> stupid shows that you watch. Uh, we're gonna find out what's making Ryan sad in just a second. Also, as we talk about, like you know, the players actually being human, they are human beings, sure. Which is gonna bring us to our next point because there is a man that I am starting to feel really, really, really bad for. Okay. Because he's doing his job, and everybody hates him. And the only time he ever hears
1: cheering is when he's not there anymore. Don't talk about Tommy like that. We'll
0: get into it. So let's go down the Odyssey app where we get your podcast. I just love how I stopped giving you crap the last couple of weeks. You sure. got all pissed off at me. You know I'm always ready. So let's go down below the Odyssey app where we you get your podcast. We're going to get into uh, would you want to be this man who wears a Bills jersey every Sunday? But before we get there, uh, uh, yes, I
1: would like to be me. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I like
0: being me. I got some good stuff going on uh, every week if you listen. To the I got good ideas too. You don't actually, and that's what leads us to this next segment. Um I used to bust you chops every week about how uh, when we do what's making Ryan sad, you don't actually have anything. And you used to get really, really mad at me, even though I knew you weren't prepared at all. So the last couple of weeks, I stopped. I stopped and I let you do your thing, and he came through. And as we're going into this segment, just a second ago off mic, Ryan goes, Is it sad time? I go, Yeah. I said it just like that. You did. (laughs) Is it sad time? And I go, Yeah. And he goes, Well, I don't have anything. I go, We're going in anyway.
1: And I hit the mute, Come on,
0: come on, come on, stop, come on.
1: Yeah, I sound like that. I sound like a guy who's about to drop in at the half pipe and <laughs> you don't have any jokes I'd, I'd like we don't so have but, what's making right uh, no I was going to say a, a, a swears but um, but I was going to get to dog town stop killing town <laughs> stop killing time it's time to find out what's making right said oh bummer yeah egg on my face I was not prepared you don't have anything no I only well, do have something what do you got well, I, there's a lot of things that make. What's me sad making you sad in life? You what's know? What making you sad right now? And I will say, what's making me happy is nope. that I get to enjoy it's a nice. That. I'll get there. God, stop it! You're stalling to come up with something. <laughs> I'm not stalling. I'm not stalling. No one is stalling. Stalling is not even a word in my vocabulary. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's great on Sundays after a Thursday win to just be able to relax, spend time. I was telling my wife earlier today, this is the first we weekend. We Mexican coming at five. This was the we first Mexican weekend. Mexican coming in half an hour. That we did not have any kind of plans and the weekend found us. What is making you sad? I will say on Thursday, getting ready for the game. My three-year-old, she'll be four in December. Her name is Reagan. She's great. We have... Several oh bills, God. jerseys, and bills apparel that she can wear. Sure. And I tell her as she's getting dressed, she lets her dress herself in the morning, and I say, "Hey, um, you know the Bills play tonight. Do you want to wear your jersey today?" No. Oh. Oh. Okay. All right. No problem. All right. Um, it would mean a lot to me if you did. No. Are you guilted her? I I just I'm just stating that it would mean a lot. Okay. No. Okay. All right. Well, you do you. I'm not going to force anything on you. All should have been over On the way home I had to stop at Target To get something I go into Target and who do I see walking up to me Young dad probably about my age Little man walking right next to him Bill's jersey, oh, Zubass pants, oh, Bill's hat oh. I see this kid Maybe 20 yards away We're closing in on each other And up to I, I, I point to him I go, go Bill's little man And the kid in the sweetest little voice Looks back up at me and says Bill and his dad goes at a boy and I'm walking away just holding my entrails in just like gosh she ripped my heart out your daughter doesn't love you now I will say on Friday Victory Friday she did wear her Stefan Diggs jersey. Um, which was nice. She I also love. I there. also
0: love that I got your daughter Stefan Diggs jersey. Not not knowing you had your anti Stephon Diggs bias, so you have to look <laughs> at that every week.
1: I mean, I will say. I want to ask you too. Like, do you force? I shouldn't say force, but yeah, maybe do you force oh, or I guilt?
0: Did. I, I force the kids to wear. And it. you're going
1: to give me garbage about guilting? No, but here's here's where I, I don't mean to story top you, but I can story top
0: you. Oh great, one. yeah, let's listen. Well, you know, we went to London, and uh, my daughter when shut up. My daughter, uh, she had. A, we talked about this in the podcast a couple weeks ago. She brought a sign to Bill's training camp. Mm -hmm. Uh, she gave Dalton Kincaid some nerds robes. It's his favorite candy in exchange for an autograph. It worked. He came up, he talked to her. They had this little conversation. We got a great video, great Mm -hmm. pictures, all this stuff. I bought my daughter for her birthday, which was a couple weeks later, a Dalton Kincaid Jersey, Mm -hmm. right? I bought it for her to wear to London. Yeah. The night before we're all getting packed. Uh Oh, she lost it. She lost the Jersey. Right. Can't find it anywhere. Bummer. $80 Jersey. Can't find the jersey. Gone. I bought it specifically for the pictures in London. So if you see all our family pictures, my I'm in a jersey, and my youngest is in a jersey, and my wife is in a jersey, and my oldest is wearing... Is in timeout. ...my
1: Bill's tie-dye t-shirt with pajama pants. Terrible. It's like leaving, you know, when the McAllister's left Kevin home when they're going to what, France. What are we doing? And what? then also to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> Like the only You let that happen twice That's on you The only reason I bought
0: her that jersey Was for that moment And it's still gone $80 jersey How is it How did you lose this thing Sucks to suck It's not hanging in my closet I'll tell you that much All right. so Josh Josh
1: ends up in the blue medical tent Again Mm -hmm. Thursday night Against Bucks Second time in three weeks Yep Unprovoked? I mean, it just seemed like all of a sudden, like, oh, he's in the blue medical tent. What's happening? Why Mm -hmm. is Kyle Allen warming up? Well, he's warming up. Kyle Allen warming up, ready to go in.
0: And it's getting pretty damn close to this drive starting. Mm -hmm. Lo and behold, just as the Bills are about to take the field, Josh emerges. Crowd goes bananas. Oh, yeah. And a similar thing happened two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Kyle Allen actually got into the game against the Giants as Josh was being evaluated for a concussion. Mm -hmm. He hands the ball off twice. And as Josh runs onto the field, out of the tent, 72,000 Bills fans lose their
1: minds only because
0: Kyle Allen isn't in the game
1: anymore. I love how, too, when Kyle Allen is warming up to get into the game, like, dude, they're not letting you throw the ball. Just, (laughs) just, Just warm up taking snaps. All right, don't get ahead of me. Don't get ahead of me. Do you feel bad for Kyle Allen? No,
0: of course not. He's life. got the best seat in the house. Okay, but he's not there to have the best seat in the house. He's there to be a professional football player.
1: I would argue that he is there to be have the best seat in the house because Josh brought him in because they're friends. Okay, look, he's making one point two million dollars this year. It's not
0: a money thing, obviously. If you want to have the easy take, he's millionaire. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Hmm. But Kyle Allen could have gone and played somewhere else. We would have he would have had a chance to play, and he chose Buffalo. Maybe not be a starter, but if someone, he could have gone to a place that they had a quarterback controversy. And, and, and they're going to give the job to Kyle Allen? Not that he would have won the job, but the point is he could have seen time, legitimate time, with a bad team at some point this season. He could have done that. And yeah, he could have played himself into a potential fringe starter job the next season. I mean, These guys pick these places by design. Sure. Right? I think some do, Yeah. So his
1: preseason was a complete disaster. We
0: talked about that at
1: length on the show. Pretty
0: pretty pretty bad.
1: Almost lost his job to Matt Barkley. If he if Matt Barkley didn't get injured, I think Matt Barkley is the backup quarterback.
0: And then Buffalo Bills. And then even with Matt Barkley injured, there are calls to get rid of him at cuts. We gotta
1: go, we gotta trade for Sam Darnold. But he holds on. I said that. That's egg on my face. (laughs) That was me. Kyle Allen has seen action of four
0: in four of eight games the Bills have played this year. Mm -hmm. He has yet to throw a pass. Yep. Let me say that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Kyle Allen has played in four games. He has seen significant action, multiple drives in three of them. And they will not let him throw the football. Not, nah, dude. Against the Giants. Mm-hmm. They were willing to run, 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 punt instead of risking Kyle Allen attempting a pass in a
1: real NFL game. In fairness, they were in their own territory. So, like, maybe if you're in no man's land and and you know, no, they the were door.
0: moving towards midfield. Okay, they were like the forty.
1: Uh, well, you know, you know, you know that Sean McDermott loves a good balanced, uh, a game. balanced run, 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 punt. <laughs> How do you not feel bad for Kyle Allen? I I don't feel bad for Kyle Allen. I don't at all. I feel bad for Nate Peterman. I don't feel bad for Kyle. Wait, Allen. Why do you feel bad for Nate Peterman? Because he did get significant time every single time he fails. No, but he had an opportunity and he failed. Okay. He yeah. Failed. So I, so therefore I feel bad for no, him. But Kyle Allen
0: doesn't even have the opportunity to fail. They are so, think about that. Okay. Sean McDermott, after watching Nate Peterman yep. throw five interceptions in a half, mm-hmm. made him the opening day starter the next year. Sure did. Kyle Allen who is your backup quarterback, has seen action in half of the games this year, and you will not let him attempt to pass. The coach who named Nate Peterman an opening day starter and yanked him half an hour in will not allow Kyle Allen to throw a pass.
1: Yeah, the more we talk about this, I, I'm certain that Nate Peterman had Sean McDermott's iCloud password. <laughs> I'm like, there's no doubt about it. It's like, oh yeah? Oh yeah? Oh, man, it'd be a shame if all those text messages got leaked out. <laughs> By the way, forget the not being able to throw a pass, right? Like the fact the
0: coaching staff doesn't believe in you. The second you feel see the field as Kyle Allen, and you know this, you're aware of this, mm-hmm. Bill's fans break into a cold sweat. Oh, yeah. They're in full panic mode. Oh,
1: zoinks. Right? So I'll ask you one more time. Yeah. Do you feel bad for Kyle Allen? No. Okay. No. Yeah, no, not at all. He's he He made the team... He's got the best seat in the uh, house. Did he though? Did he make the team? He's or on the was roster. Was there nobody better to
0: replace He's him? He's on with? the
1: roster. He uh, made the team. I'm not gonna. You can't apologize. You get ticky-tack that kind of stuff. You're part of a 53 man roster. I do wonder if Mitchell Trubisky came loose. If Kyle Allen's on this roster. I'm honestly like I. I wouldn't be surprised either. If Davis Webb was still willing to play well, football. If <laughs> Jake Fromm was available. Uh, I don't know, but now that going back to Trubisky though. I think that the like that was a an easy flyer for the Bills at the time because you know Trubisky obviously had some level of success, got them to the playoffs. Granted, they lost. It was it the wild card or was it divisional? Okay, either way, it up. doesn't matter. Had set like had playoff experience, won a playoff game at some point. Like and and obviously the Bears were moving on from him. Should he, he shouldn't have been drafted number two overall? But like that's an easy call for the Bills to have that person as your backup. Oh. I, th- I think it is.
0: I mean, it's uh, in that way. It's an easy call to not trade Kyrie on Tuesday. If you, if that's what you're going to go with, I, I get
1: it. Um, so, but now after Trubisky has lost his starting job to Kenny Pickett, uh, it was when, never his job to be, it with. wasn't for sure. But, uh, but he was the day one starter and, and performance. If he was winning, they wouldn't have put Kenny Pickett in. Mm. There's no way. Mm. Okay, fine. And then got into the game today on Sunday, and immediately threw an interception.
0: But he had the opportunity to throw the ball. They let him throw the ball. How do you know Kyle Allen doesn't immediately throw a 60-yard touchdown slant?
1: I'd rather not find out. Why? Because, because that means that, that Josh isn't in the game. And Josh, the offense and the Buffalo Bills run through Josh Allen. Run. 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 Circumstantial. If Kyle Allen has to start a game due to injury, you're obviously going to see him throw a pass.
0: Okay, so let's talk about that. Josh has some sort of shoulder issue right now. Maybe this mini buy gets him right. Let's hope to God. Mm -hmm. But it's not out of the question that we see legit Kyle Allen time again at some point before the end of the season. Yeah. If the coaching staff is not comfortable with him tossing a single pass in the four games he's appeared in, Mm -hmm. why is he on the roster? Uh. I don't know. Like, you can't even throw him a bone and a blowout. Like, it doesn't have to be let him rear back and throw a 40-yard pass. Let him throw a five-yard in. A five-yard out. A play that you know is not going to go for points.
1: And you know the ball's going at Diggs.
0: (laughs) Well, Diggs shouldn't be in if Kyle Allen... I mean, if it's legitimate time, fine. But yes, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, and here's the thing. If a bone was thrown, it would not be Kyle Allen throwing it based on how the coaching staff has been handling him the last couple of weeks. Like, when you see Kyle Allen in that game, it's almost as awkward as when they would bring E.J. Manuel in after he lost his job to Tyrod just for the hard counts yeah like it was great at the time and he embraced the role but that's a former number one pick who only gets to see action when they need to try and draw a team off sides like you don't
1: get to touch the ball unless you pretend you're going to run a play right right and also too and I just checked this because I wasn't sure if there was like a, a low-key signing the Bills don't have a quarterback on their practice squad. They so, don't. No. So, like, the only person that is that, like, that the ball would whose hands the ball would be in, That's would weird. be Kyle Allen. That yeah. is really
0: strange. Right. So you just looked it up.
1: I'm I'm looking up the the initial practice squad, but I don't recall anyone making or them making any kind. I mean, of you can move.
0: look up the current practice squad. Just look up current Bills practice squad. Okay. Just That's don't you. say it in the microphone while you're doing it like an idiot. I'm gonna punch you in your big. There's a lot of space. Current. I mean, if Kyle Allen was throwing the ball, he would miss your head, but everything else would hit it.
1: How do you spell current? C-U-R-R-E. Okay. Here's a list of 14 players. Again, August 30th.
0: Okay, never mind. doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I can't think of a quarterback that would be on their practice squad roster because they released Matt Barkley with an injury settlement. By the way, he got a look. Didn't he have a tryout a couple weeks ago? Who is that? Matt Barkley. It It would have been with the
1: Giants. Really? I thought he was on injured research. Oh, they gave him an injury settlement. I literally just said that. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to do my research here live. Yeah, there's only Kyle Allen and Josh Allen on the roster. Okay. Like, I can't think of a player in a Bills uniform, like in the
0: history of the last 30 years, that fans have not wanted to see on the field more than Kyle Allen. Because even Nate Peterman that we talked about, there were folks that defended Nate Peterman and believe that was the right move initially, and believe that he was going to come out opening day and show everybody, it's not my rookie season anymore. I had time to learn this off. I was one of them,
1: honestly. I know. Yeah.
0: Fans love Frank Reich, which is pretty amazing considering the talent that was Jim Kelly. Like, when Frank Reich was put in that game, fans didn't, like, go, oh, no. You're talking
1: about the Oilers game.
0: Right? Well, I'm saying anytime Frank Reich, Reich went in that game. Like, Frank Reich won several games for the Buffalo yeah. Bills, so yeah. fans weren't completely forlorn, right? There were Rob Johnson <gasps> fans. There were Matt Castle fans. Yeah. Find me a...
1: Matt Castle was the starter of the Buffalo Bills. Such a dick move.
0: terrible. By Rex Ryan. So terrible. Opening day starter. But find me a single Kyle Allen fan. Find me a single Bills fan that's like, you know, why don't we give Kyle a shot? Like, you know, worst case scenario, not that we want him to start over Josh, but I think he
1: could play. I mean, Kyle Allen never had significant enough time to become anybody's fan. He was never drafted to be a starter. But it's
0: not like he's bad, but that's the other thing. We haven't seen him play really poorly. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, is there a game that sticks out in your head where it's like, wow, Kyle Allen looked terrible. I mean, preseason, but he's playing with threes and fours while he's in there. Mm. Again, Nate Peterman keeps getting signed. Nate Peterman keeps getting paychecks, and he has seen the field at points. Did he get picked
1: up again? He's back on the roster with the Bears. Oh, he is back on the
0: roster. Yes, they keep releasing him and then signing him back to the active when they have to do paperwork transactions.
1: And I'm sorry, too, forgive me if you already mentioned this, but Kyle Allen's undrafted. So okay. So like, yeah, that proves my point even more that like he was not brought in to be a franchise quarterback. I understand he was. It's br- a, like honestly, like I'm I feel, not arguing. He's I feel a franchise. no, of course not. But like even a significant, even to to uh to compete for a starting job after just realizing that he is an undrafted player on a 53 man roster for three teams in okay. this career okay. i feel even less bad for him no, he's but,
0: living the dream but what no but he's a competitor you know he's not happy of with course this. they're all but competitors yeah, you and i put a jersey on we get to stand there that's awesome if josh goes down we're horrified no, <laughs> but that guy wants to play sure he wants to win.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I would. Oh, of course he wants, he wants to win. He wants to throw a football one time. Yeah. Let him throw one ball. Let him let him sleep in your sheets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. I mean, this is the big one here, right? The last couple of weeks, this is supposed to be the easy part of the schedule. And maybe the Bills have figure stuff out. Maybe the key is the Bills play down to the competition. But even that's weird because we don't know what kind of competition this team is going to be Sunday night. Mm-hmm. We'll get into all of it. And we'll do it next. Let's go Duffalo. The Odyssey Upward Beach Podcast. To the names It feels like we're back To the big boys again Sure But this team We're going to play Sunday night It's very hard To understand What they are Where they're going What kind of Competition level The Bills are going to see Hmm yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, good good point. Adam, I had a great drop in, Ryan. <laughs> let's go Duffalo the Odyssey Aboriginal podcast. He's Ryan Duffy.
1: Those three years of broadcasting school are really paying off for me. <laughs> like, subscribe, stars, thumbs, whatever the it is. We appreciate all of it. And you can find us on TikTok at let's I'm gonna say it like that from now on. Please don't do that. <laughs> Okay, because we're taping this on a Sunday, we don't know uh
0: what the line will be for the Bills, Bengals, uh Sunday night. Correct. Right. We're so we're just so
1: excited to talk about this the game
0: from Thursday that we're like, we're gonna record it a day early. Also we don't have to stay up till midnight on Monday night True. to get it done. Right. Also a benefit. Yeah. You could say that. Okay, so just now that we don't have a line, I can just ask you straight up. The Bills are on the road Mm -hmm. against the Bengals after what happened last week, the last couple of weeks with the Bengals and the Bills. Do you think the Bills are favored in this
1: game? I I honestly, I don't think they're going to be favored. I would say it's going to be the Bengals plus three or minus three. So I think they're two and Two and a give, half is
0: now the home field advantage.
1: Oh, okay. So, yeah. So I think they're going to give uh, the Bengals. So you you, th- they're, you think that Vegas thinks these teams are exactly even? I I think so. Yeah. Because it, it, yeah, because I it's almost as if like granted, yes, the Bills won last week, but the they're they're kind of ships passing in the night as far as like their performance from the beginning of the season to where they are now. Bengals obviously started off zero two was knocking on the door of zero three. Yeah. And the Bills obviously, you know took a a nap week one but was trending upwards so now I feel like the bills have have dropped down in people's power rankings or or just like the uh the the status of of teams in the NFL and the Bengals are climbing that so I would not be surprised I would actually anticipate that the bills are going to be underdogs Uh, in Cincinnati
0: all right let's break that down further because Based on how the Bengals' season have played out, it's hard to know what they are. As you mentioned, they started 0-2. It ended up starting 1-3. And And they lost to some bad teams in the Titans. They were blown out by the Browns. Mm -hmm. But Burrow was not right. His calf, all that stuff. He's now better, and the team has won some games. But they're beating teams that might be bad. Hmm. In the Cardinals, I don't know what the Seahawks are. They beat the Seahawks. Yeah. So... Based on what we've seen of the Bengals all season long, I don't even know what to think about this game Sunday night.
1: Right. And a lot of game left. But as we record this, the Bengals are up by seven against the 49ers, which have been vulnerable. I mean, still a fantastic well, they've lost team two in a row. Right. I mean, and, and if things trend the same way, like it would be another loss. Um. Yeah. No, I, I that's that's why I'm I'm like unsure, I guess, concerned that like I think it is going to be a close game. Uh, I do think that the Bills have a much more talented roster and and I think the Bills are are motivated, obviously, to win based off of how things have gone over the last couple weeks and the progress that they made last week against uh, Tampa Bay.
0: Okay, so let's talk about more talent to roster because if they were playing with opening day rosters, mm-hmm. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I don't know what you do with this defense right now. Mm-hmm. With Be, the Bills defense? Yeah. I mean, like, look, those guys that are out there are doing everything they can. Yeah. But it's very possible, missing Milano, missing Daquan Johns, uh, Johnson, Mm-hmm. Missing Tre'Davious White, mm-hmm. Von Miller is clearly not himself right now. Yeah. He, how about he almost gets he has Baker Mayfield in uh, the grass by the leg. He's literally twisting his bad knee, trying to bring him down. Almost got that safety too. Yes, that too. He just want you know he t- tasting it, man. He wants it and he just can't get there. Yeah, he was taken off. I don't know if you have the horses to stop this Bengals offense if they can do what they want to do.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's going to come down as it it has for any Bills, successful Bills game this season. It's going to come down to the pass rush. You know, I, I think well, that's that the, not great. If that's the case, that's not great. Oh, right. I think like you can't argue with the uh, the offensive skill position weapons that the Bengals have in Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Joe Burrow when he's, you know, fully himself. Um, I do know at the beginning of the season, the, the Bengals offensive line was a bit suspect, but they've been playing pretty good over the last two weeks. Their line is suspect all the time. Look, when you talk about that playoff game, the Bills were without Von
0: Miller, Greg Russo, and that was effect that affected Greg Rousseau's game. AJ Abanes has taken a step forward. I mean, he got another sack in that game against the uh, Bucks the other night. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have Micah Hyde. Yeah, right. So you were playing with Tre'Davious White, with Matt Milano, without Micah Hyde. Mm-hmm. If they're going to try and blow the top off the defense. Micah Hyde back there makes a huge difference. Sure, but then again, they've also been using their safeties. I mean, they played with three safeties on Thursday night.
1: Yeah, dude. Like, I understand like the the thinking because they tried this against New England uh, for a couple plays toward the end of the game, but then reverted away from it. And and from what I like understood and like other football people that I listened to, it's like they pulled Dorian Williams for for uh, um, Taylor uh, Repp. No, they pulled Dorian Williams for. Um, uh, Terrell Dodson oh, yeah. at linebacker and then that wasn't working out well so then they dropped Jordan Poyer into like a faux safety linebacker and they were doing position that,
0: they were doing that with rap on Thursday that's what I
1: mean so like yeah so you're playing three safeties tr- technically but like Jordan Poyer is playing like uh, some hybrid, like big nickel cornerback linebacker. Kind yeah, of one of those three
0: guys. I mean, they put him in a different spot every time, but one of those guys was playing essentially linebacker.
1: Right, and and honestly, like to me, it's like it's a little scary as far as your safety depth is concerned when you have all three of them on the field. Well, at but any you given also time. have Demar
0: Hamlin, who is, uh, I mean, he's a serviceable
1: NFL safety who you can dress if something happens. Definitely, but also he did not dress this past week. I my, understand because yeah, hey, go ahead. but my point is that like it's scary to see all three of your your I guess call it star safeties or your go-to safeties on the
0: field at any given time. I see. That's not my fear. Injury is not my fear. My fear is if the Bengals decide they're going to run the ball, you're in trouble. Yeah, fair fair. Point. if you get a running back going downfield, like I love Jordan Poyer. I love Micah Hyde. I love Taylor Rapp. He's been playing great too. In the backfield, when they're surprising that running back, they're going to get a tackle. Yeah. If you have a running back at full speed, five yards downfield, good luck. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason you play safety. There's a reason you don't play linebacker. Yeah, for Matt sure. Milano thuds him, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Terrell Bernard thuds him. Those three safeties don't have the body weight to thud those guys.
1: Yeah, or the—I mean—and and I don't think they're long for thudding for the remainder of their career. Long for you thudding. know what I mean? You Way know to what go, I mean? Po. Like I mean, <laughs> um, well, I mean, Jordan Poyer has so much like equipment on him at any given time. Like <laughs> he has a full water filtration system it, on his. Truly back. Truly does. He like, looks like Bright Cox out there. <laughs> he is a tankless water heater, <laughs> like walking through the you know between the hashes. Um, yeah, no, that scares me too. And you make a good point. Like, I don't know, maybe it is like one of those things where like on obvious passing downs, they go to that, that kind of formation, but I, I don't know. It's, it's just a little bit concerning, but I guess in, in theory though, I like the idea that you have three big playmakers rap obviously is a little bit of a, of a liability well, as far he, as like his aggressiveness is concerned, but, uh, um, I don't hate that. I don't hate you know. I, I'm with you But like an, on, on running downs, way, like that, that, that flag he picked up the other day. I don't think that that flag I thought was BS. Like, that, you know,
0: I never like to bang on the stripes. He's making a play for the ball.
1: He Everybody has a right to the ball. There. I think he got he was there a, a touch early, but you could see it in slow motion. Like I don't think you're seeing that in real time. What else is he supposed to do? Oh, of course. No, I think he he made a good play, and, and obviously, like, they, they threw it. But, like, I think that's a ticky-tack thing. Look, it's all not egregious, but yes. I mean, look, in a game of that magnitude in prime
0: time, don't throw a ticky-tack flag like that. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, all that being said, like, this discussion about rosters and, you know, horses and who's healthy and who's not, it may not matter. This could be, I mean, the history of these two teams, it could be one of those throw the records out and see what happens sure. kind of games, right? Yeah. Because I don't think these teams like each other, especially after what happened last year. Really? And even before that, look, I understand the whole Demar thing. These teams
1: don't like each other after one of them passed away on the field and every and both teams came together and said, "Okay, let's uh, uh let's let make sure that you guys take every all the time that you need." And then our captains from the opposing team came into the visiting team's mm-hmm. locker room and said, "Hey guys, we're here for you. No problem." Sure. Do you remember what happened after the playoff game? Of course, the Bills laid an egg. No,
0: well, that's not what I'm talking about. What? So the Bills had already booked their travel to the next round of the NFL playoffs, okay. which is what you do. That's what NFL teams do. You always book a week in advance cuz, you know, you need 80 hotel rooms Uh uh and the Bengals who also did the same thing because that's what NFL teams do use that as bulletin board material and kept saying it to the players. And we're talking about it as they were walking off the field and the Bills I'm, I'm telling you
1: man there is bad blood between these that's two teams that's kind of funny I mean, that's kind of funny like honestly like I mean you're the winner of that game in the Bengals like yeah talk all the SH you want to talk okay but you did the same like it's funny like we're going to use this motivation also don't tell him that our guy did the same thing <laughs> sure but I mean wait, every NFL player will pull bullets and more material from fine. anything they possibly can Michael Jordan would make stuff up no, that other people it. would be yes. like they're like oh he said that about yes. me and you know and that I took that
0: personal but you that know? game got chippy at the
1: end that playoff game got real chippy so don't sit here and be like, oh, man, it's all kumbaya, man. I don't think it's all kumbaya. They're obviously both competing to win. I just don't think it's like a divisional hatred, you know, Bill's Dolphins kind of game. I, okay, fine, but I don't think it's going to be any love lost between
0: the two of them. And yeah. it's going to be strange just based on the way things are trending because we brought up the three safeties. You're going to be using all of them. Yeah. DeMar Hamlin most likely doesn't dress for this game, mm-hmm. which, and I think the NFL put it back in Cincy in prime time with the anticipation that DeMar Hamlin would run out of the tunnel. You think
1: so? Absolutely. Wow. Why else would you? history repeating itself okay that's what (laughs) I'm just saying like I I think like that if you think the NFL schedule makers were like oh I got this without question yeah Ryan I mean right Damar
0: Hamlin was a household name internationally Uh, Yeah, maybe I mean it's the easiest scheduling thing you could have done I mean look if they didn't book the Super Bowl champion opening Thursday this would have been the Thursday night game to open the season
1: yeah Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. With all that being said, mm.
0: would a prime time win in Cincinnati make you feel like the Bills are all the way
1: back? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I don't care the. I mean, with the with the upward trajectory that the Bengals are on, and as the that the Bills are on too. I think if they get out of uh, Paul Brown Stadium with a W, hundred percent. But the Bengals may not be that good. Okay, that's fine. It's any given in this case Sunday night, uh-huh. and and against a team where they're like you just mentioned, like there is some baggage there, and the the Bills have uh, obviously have like, how you put it, like bad loss, a bad blood bad from blood the loss, bad, bad blood from the loss at the very least from last season. Yeah, like, but yeah it would be what, great to to you know avenge that okay. and
0: and move forward. No, that feels great the avenging is great all that stuff blah blah, blah 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 but it's not like the Bengals are world beaters right now no it's not like you're going it like that dolphins game it felt like that atoned for the loss of the jets there were no more questions no mistake yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. this game doesn't feel like that i mean if the bills lose it it's a problem obvious problem yeah because it's another conference loss another conference loss, another right. loss to a team i mean it's a loss to a team that you're measuring yourself with and they may not be that good if they win the game i don't know if i feel like the bills are all the way back yet oh, okay what record do the Bills have to have in your head before they get to the bye, not to worry?
1: Uh, let's see. So the they could be not nine, to worry. Yeah, they could be nine and three before the break. Yeah, I would. I mean, I wouldn't. Mm. Does it have to be nine and three? I think it may have to be nine and three. So because any, if you're talking like otherwise you're talking seven and four, or I'm sorry, eight and four. Yeah, four yeah.
0: losses. Yeah,
1: I I I obviously want it nine and three. I would be okay with eight and four. Seven and five is rough territory at that point. You think so? I definitely think so. Seven and five gives you the ability to go twelve and five. Yeah,
0: yeah, sure. But then you also have to win out. But the, the Bills seem to hit their stride
1: in the second half of the season. At least they have the last Since couple. Wait, what? Last season? Are you kidding me? They were down. They were trending down the whole last second half of last season. He didn't lose a game in the second half of the season after week five against the Packers. Coming out of the what? What game did they lose in the last eight weeks? Uh, maybe they just weren't themselves. Well, you guess. know, they
0: weren't, but they were winning
1: games. What fair game? Enough. I mean,
0: the, the Bengals game, but they didn't lose it. Yeah, but like, okay, they looked bad in the first half, but then everything happened there.
1: Yeah, okay, fair enough. But yeah, no, I would think seven and five. That's that's my worry time. Okay. for Okay, yeah. All right, that's fair.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of feel like I need nine and three to feel totally comfortable. Really? Okay. And I don't think it's implausible, at least with what with the offense we saw the other night.
1: Yeah, I mean, up until the bye, you have Kansas City. I'm sorry, you have uh, Baltimore. Gosh, you have Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Goodness. Cincinnati. You have Denver Monday night at home. Jets. Uh, Jets, and then Kansas City, no. right? Oh, Kansas City, Kansas after City the comes bye.
0: off after the bye. It's the Chief, or Eagles. Eagles, okay. Eagles. So, I mean, that's going to be you're going into Philly. But even the Eagles the last couple of weeks have looked susceptible. Yeah. They're not playing fantastic football. Yeah, pretty
1: close game today for all all things divisional Washington. Yeah, totally for sure. Yeah.
0: All right, so we don't have a point spread to go on as we speak. We'll have to go straight up. Do the Bills get the win against the Bengals on Sunday night? I'm I'm
1: I'm hopeful for the Bills. That's That's not a that's not an answer. uh, Yeah. Okay. So I'm saying I'm I'm hopeful that for the Bills, and I do think they're going to get the win. I think, though, I, I think that they're going to win. I don't think that uh, I I think it's going to be a close game. So, like, assuming that the line is, is you know, a field goal for the uh, for the Bengals. Bengals um, yeah, I would say they, they may cover, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. I think the Bills are favorites. You think so? I, I see two points for the Bills. Really? OK. Well, look, On the, the road. Yes. The Bills, primetime
0: Bills always play well. Scratch the Jets game the other night. <laughs> and the, the, other and night. the Giants game. Well, OK. But again, weird situation because you're coming back from London at that point. What? I mean, look, I'm, okay, laugh at me all you want. The Bills will be two-point favorites for this game.
1: We're going to do this every single week for the rest of the season. What? Of like, oh, you're coming off of London. Oh, you're getting the bodies ready. Yes. Oh, it's uh, week one against yes. 9-11 against uh, the Jets. Okay.
0: Well, what are you going to say when the line comes out in an hour and you'll be sitting next to me and I go, I told you so, idiot. Okay.
1: I'm, I'm going to be like, you're still wrong, and I think you're stupid. You're still wrong. You and <laughs> Vegas are wrong. You're still wrong, and you're dumb. I despise you I despise yeah. you too Yeah well The feeling's mutual My friend Alright
0: Bills
1: Bengals Sunday night We'll be back after uh, To break down
0: Everything that goes down Woo. With that game Why am I so tired It's 5.30 on a Sunday I'm ready to go to oh,
1: I don't want to stay up till midnight Why did you record the show Oh I'm sorry Some of us don't just Get to come in here Run their mouths And go to bed Oh some of us have Poopy jobs then Because I love my job His name's Ryan Duffy. Bye. My name's Pat Duffy. We'll
0: see you next week on the Let's Go Duffalo podcast. But before we go, one more thing. Go Bills!